Did you know we live stream the recording of this podcast every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook, Rumble, Twitch, Kick, and X? Come join us. Boomer Bunker Prime Time, the Dollar General of Podcasts. This space of the intro is for rent. I am BoomerBobShow at gmail.com. And I am John Jamingo, a legendary podcaster in his own right. Bob, it's been a while. It's been a week. And uh, the, the fans are clamoring. They want a three-hour show, and by God, do we have enough material to do a three-hour show? A three-hour tour. A three-hour show. So the, I have a theme today. The theme is the gaslighting needs to stop in three areas. Well, actually four. I thought, I thought you and Devin quit doing that show a while ago. I understand that, but gaslighting in the sense of how the government, the government, government. the media, and the, I'm going to say the political parties, both sides, need to stop gaslighting the American public. I mean, people are starting to wake up. Hopefully this show will actually shed light on that because one thing cockroaches hate is the light of day. I say that to say this. I've been watching a lot of stuff about transitioning and detransitioning and how as soon as you focus on that, as soon as you shed light on that, you get attacked like nobody's business. And what happens is people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be attacked. God forbid you get attacked, you know, you get canceled and you know me, I never shy, shy away from a good fight. So here we go. Buckle up. I saw a video the other day where a woman was, uh, she had trans to a male and then she had detransitioned. Her story's horrific, like a lot of this other shit, but I think we can shine a light on why this is such a big thing. And like I always say, follow the money. So uh, here it is. Here's the first video of the day. Uh, her name is, if I can get to this. Her name is not that one. Hold on. Damn it. Cunty McCuntface. Her name is Chloe Cole. And this, right. And basically, this is her story. I was only 12 years old when I told my parents that I was a boy. Like many parents in that situation, they didn't have a clue what to do. They were scared and desperate for answers. They wanted what every parent wants for their child. For me to be okay and thrive. At 13 years old, on the advice of so-called medical professionals, I was put on puberty-blocking medication. And only a month later, I was given my first testosterone injection. The gender clinic presented my parents with the, with the classic false dichotomy regarding children with gender dysphoria. Would you rather have a dead daughter or a living son? <laughs> Given these options, what loving parent wouldn't choose to transition their child? Scared for my life. My parents were prepared to sign anything the doctors asked. This was not that this was not informed consent. It was a decision forced under extreme duress. At 15, I went under the knife for a radical double mastectomy, the kind that breast cancer patients get. All right, so that's a, that's the beginning of her story, and we're seeing this more and more all over. And the thing is that they've started to do this, and a lot of these people that have transitioned has realized, you know, what at 12 years old or even younger, it's not a time to be able to make a decision by yourself about your gender. You know, you're confused as a kid. 
Everybody knows that. But to see, the thing is that uh, there's money to be made in this. And that's the problem. So this next clip I have is someone, now I got this from the Daily Wire. Uh, Matt Walsh, Matt Walsh show has really been digging into this. And this is from a hospital in the uh, Nashville, Tennessee area. And here she is explaining about how much money hospitals can make by deep, by transitioning kids. Get a load of this. Starting in January 1st of 2017, uh, according to the Affordable Care Act, insurance cover carriers are mandated to cover medical expenses for trans folks. Um, some of our BUMC financial folks in, 20, in August of 20, I'm sorry, October of 2016, starting a couple of years ago, put down some costs, like how much money we think each patient would bring in. And this is only including top surgery. This isn't including any bottom surgery. And um, it's a lot of money. These surgeries make a lot of money. Um, so female to male chest reconstruction can bring in $40,000. Uh, a patient just got routine. Okay, so with, this, with the lady, I know it's a little tough. And I did my best. I tried to get the echo out of it and everything else. But what she's saying there, it's $40,000 just for the top surgery. That's not continuing for the medication. That's not the visits. That's not bottom surgery. Just top surgery, $40,000 per patient. Now, is insurance covering any of this, do you know? or? Yes. The thing is, when the Obamacare went through, they must pay for transitioning care. If you want to transition, your insurance is mandated, mandated to pay for this. So, shitching, all these hospitals are on board, and there's a lot of money to be made here. All right? So I don't know if I want to go on with this thing because she just rambles on, but she basically says if you if they get the bottom surgery, like if you get an adedictomy, if you get an adedictomy, it's like a hundred thousand dollars, or if you get a, a new vagina, if you get the you get your Audi turned into an innie, that's a hundred thousand dollars. That's just for the surgery. Well, that's for the surgeons. That's not including the hospital stay, the anesthesia, and all that other shit. That's just for the surgeons to do this. And you know, when you get, when you transition into a female, um, you have to exercise that thing for an hour and a half a day. Yep. I know this yep. because my, my former bass player did that. She, she, she transitioned in around 2007, somewhere in there. And she told me that. Yeah. That she had to be exercised to with, a you know. Yeah. You got to put a broomstick up there for an hour and a half. Yep. On the daily. Or maybe you just put in something in there and go pitch, 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 like a like a tire pump. I don't know. I don't have no idea. But the reason they're they're preying on these kids is because they're very vulnerable at that age. They they have a lot of things going on. So let's go back to Chloe and listen to what why she says what influenced her to transition. And that's the one who was going through the transition. And decide to do. Yeah. Why? Why would she do this? How about I hit the button, Bob? That'd be good. The big question still remains. I was a 12-year-old introduced to the idea that they could do something as ridiculous as change their sex. I was and still am the type of kid that never really fit in social norms. I was a tomboy. I was shy. I didn't socialize easily. At 11, I made my first Instagram account. 
I had unmonitored internet access. It wasn't long until I was exposed to a ton of LGBTQ content online. And I, I had never seen anything like it. You mean that all I have to do is subscribe to this ideology and then I'm an accepted, celebrated and valued member of the most talked about community on earth? Transgender people are the most celebrated subset of this community. I saw the unbelievable amounts of praise and, and attention they got online and subconsciously I yearned to have a piece of it. With every milestone in my medical transition, I was given more and more attention and celebration. It was the ultimate high. Even in person, I got more attention. Girls would have crushes on me and I would have people come up to me in the hallways asking to make friends and it was, it was unprecedented to, for me. I felt like a celebrity. Being a kid, I, I didn't know just how superficial these relationships were until they all suddenly abandoned me just for struggling to become who I am. Now, you heard that backup signal. That was all her friends hitting the backup signal when she decided to transition. Right. So they take a kid that's like 11 or 12. And again, parents, you got to, you know, I guess I was lucky because all my kids had phones at 10, 11, 12 years old. And you don't have any, they have access to everything. Uh, they have an Instagram account. They have a Facebook account. They have a Twitter account. They could be on Reddit. We have no idea. As parents, we really don't have any idea. And, and back then, we really didn't even think about it. Uh, so she gets a, an Instagram account. And all of a sudden, she's flooded with all these LGBTQ and trans and how great it is to be trans. And if you transition, you're going to be the superstar. And she, she decided to transition. And all of a sudden, you know, here's someone that was very awkward socially. And now, now all of a sudden, she's a superstar. She's transitioning and everybody wants to be a friend and girls have crushes on her. It's amazing. So it's like this, like she said, like this big giant high. And this is what we're doing to these children. And if you say anything except, oh, my God, what a what an amazing person. So strong, so brave. If you do anything besides that, they will attack you with pitchforks and torches. Well, that was going to be my answer to this question here in the chat. Uh, Duchess asks, where's the counseling for these folks prior to the surgery? And, well, 20 years ago, you were allowed to do that. Now you're not. Worse. Worse now. It's, it's encouraged. Oh, exactly. wow. You want to do that? Well, here, take my hand. Let me walk you through through these doors right here. Now, Bob, there's, I'm not saying that there's not legitimate people that have gender dysphoria so bad that transitioning into the opposite gender is the answer for them. All right. I'm not saying that there's not those people, but it's like 0. 0.0. Well, the numbers are nowhere near what they act like it is. What, what they represent, like every child has it within them to be trans. Exactly. Just and fucking just insanity to me. All right. So my, I guess what I got to say is, and it, it comes up all the time is for evil to flourish. What we need is for good people to do nothing. And what they're doing is they're scaring good people into silence. And I say, it's time to stop it. It's time to just say, you know what? No, the insane are not running the asylum. Okay. We understand that there are people that legitimately have gender disorders gender dysphoria we understand that and and you know what those people need help and we want to get them mental help and all that but you cannot sit there this 
transition should, should be the last result, not the first, the last. I understand that hospitals are making $40,000, $100,000, you know, to transition these kids, but these are their lives and their, their lives are being ruined at 13. Their childhood's been re removed from them. Their, their adulthood is, is being forever changed. She's, you know, uh, you know, as she sits here and talks about in the, probably the next video that I'm going to put up about what, you know, what happened, you know, after she re decided, you know what, this isn't really the thing to do. Um, let me bring that up here. Oops, wrong one. Here's <laughs> a, I'll go ahead and read a chat. Uh, Dean says, uh, I have a fucked up leftist cousin that brainwashed her five-year-old son that he demands to be called they, them. Five-year-old. Five. Five. It's ridiculous. At 16, I finally realized what happened to me, that I had made a huge mistake. I realized the beauty of motherhood was stolen from me by medical professionals who my family entrusted me to. I realized after maturing a bit more that a child does not in fact know who they are at 12 years old. I realized that I wanted to be what I always was and forever will be, a woman. With this realization came a series of challenges that were far worse than the transition. Somehow, I had to get myself off these drugs and tell everyone in my entire life that I was not who I said I was. My parents were shocked and felt like they failed me on every level imaginable. My friends all turned against me because I was evidence that their beliefs were a lie. I was a joke. I was a fraud. I was many years behind in development, incapable of feeding, of, incapable of feeding my future children, and worst of all, completely alone. Even the medical professionals who got me into this mess now have no idea what to do with me, and they refuse to help me. It almost killed me, as it has killed many who regret transition. So here's what happens. They talk her into this. She goes through all this. She goes through the surgery. She's getting testosterone shots. And all of a sudden she realizes at 16, you know what? No, this isn't for me. You know what? I want to go back. I want, I am a woman. I want to go back to be a woman. And what did everybody do? The medical community, uh, you know, all the people that helped her transition, all her friends. They took the, they See you later. See you later, bitch. Good luck. Good luck with your future, whatever. It's, it, is, it was probably worse than that. They they probably shunned her like harsh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because because she wasn't one of them anymore. Yeah. So, I, you know, I see this on a on a daily basis, and I see you know even and and other people they have to you know they're basically you know worshiping at the altar of the LGBTQ. I mean, it's almost like they're a protected species. And, and I don't have a problem with protecting the LGBT community. I have no problem. I think they, sh if that's what they, as an adult, if that's what they want to do and they want to live their life, I have no problem with that. If gays want to get married, by God, be miserable like the heterosexuals. That's fine. The thing is that when you go and you start to recruit kids as in preschool, elementary school, and middle school into this lifestyle, I don't know what else you can call it, but grooming. And if you say grooming, woo, Twitter will ban you. You better be talking about taking your dog for a haircut. That's right. But that's not the case. 
And when, when is somebody going to stand up and say enough, enough is enough. All right. I don't care if, uh, I don't care if you think this is uh, the parents need to take care of this. And what we do need is we need medical professionals that will actually say, you know what, let's, you know, we're not saying no, but we're saying let's dig into this deeper. Let's really get into this and see where, where this goes before we go and start puberty blockers and, and all this other stuff. Now, the problem you have is the parents that want to have this. It's almost like that Munchausen by proxy where they're going to take their kids, transition them just so the attention can be on them. Right. So I don't know. Uh, to me, I'm, I'm lucky, blessed that I never had this problem with my children. I'm glad that they grew up as the sex and gender that they came out as. But I think it's time for us to, if you even want to do it silently, even if you want to do it silently, send a, uh, you know, call your congressman, call your senators and say, this needs to stop. These transition centers that are making mo money hand over fist, ruining kids' lives need to stop. I mean, it's ex it's basically child abuse, in my humble opinion. Thoughts? I, I don't have anything new that I haven't already said a hundred times. I mean, let's let kids be kids and stop trying to shove things that, they don't need to worry about down their throat. I mean, why don't you ask them to pay some bills too? Let an eight-year-old, a nine-year-old, ten-year-old be a ten-year-old. I don't, I don't understand if if they're having these gender dysphoria thoughts, whatever. Seek them counseling first, and preferably not one that's got a line of already transitioned kids in the in the lobby, you know, Listen, in the waiting room. Here's a here's the thing. If you show up to the doctor's office and you go inside and you see one rainbow, turn around and run the fuck out the door. Mm -hmm. uh, you had an article today. Markey and Warren asked Biden administration to expand access to gender affirming medical care. They're yeah, and what they want to do is they want to, uh, if I, I read this correctly, they want to take uh, testosterone and basically change the class of it to a schedule. Is it three? Well, it's three now. Okay. Uh, I don't know what they want to do. So I guess the, the uh, they want to read the article. Fuck that. Right. Uh, it's it, I'm a headline it, guy. The calls for testosterone to be descheduled, no longer federally regulated or rescheduled to a schedule five. So is, is that going to change things for people who play professional sports too then? Hmm? Well, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, you know, there's a lot of old guys around here like me that might, Hey, listen, if you can get some testosterone, and it's not that hard to get. Maybe I should, maybe you'd see me doing some of that too. If it's if it's good enough for a twelve year old, should it be good enough for a sixteen year old? I mean, are you kidding me? I don't know. Well, but I mean, well, I mean, did you did you did you notice what I put on that on the in the in the board? I said, yeah, tackling the important needs of American families. Yeah, make sure that they this can get bullshit. This. Yeah, make sure your uh, minor child can get testosterone and estrogen. Now, now maybe we're jumping the gun to be all, you know, let's be honest. Maybe we're jumping the gun. Maybe, just maybe, that they want that for people that are older, that are over 18, that have already transitioned. And now, you know, some states are saying, well, we're not going to give you these drugs anymore. Those people, they still, they need their drug. You know, they need it, okay? But to be able to do that to a young child I still got to say that if you can't 
smoke, drink, or buy a firearm, then you really can't say yeah, that you're going to change your gender. How much of the population is this going to help? Uh, less than 1%? Less than 1%. Okay, so why are we worried about this bullshit when we have so many other massive problems that need to be dealt with? Well, I'll tell you why, Bob. The money. Oh, well, election to... times, right up the street. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But what I what so what bothers me the most is that as soon as you say this is bullshit, you should be doing this to children. This is child abuse, plain and simple. You get attacked as a bigot and a transphobe. And you know what? If it if it need, means that I'm a bigot and a transphobe to stick up for children, and if it means that I'm a bigot and a transphobe to stick up for women, when you have trans men that transition into women playing sports and knocking women out of uh, the sport that they they should rightfully be able to play, they, oh, guess what? I'm a bigot and I'm a transphobe. Now I don't care about people to transition, but I don't like the un the unfair policies and how they're recruiting people into this lifestyle. That's my problem. Well, my, now, my problem also lies in that, you know, Marky and uh, Warren are, are like focused on this shit. I wonder if in their districts where they live, not that they have control per se over this since they're, you know, federal, but I'm sure that they have influence over their, you know, local governments as well. I bet you marijuana is illegal there and there's people getting, you know, locked up for having, you know, a little bag of weed in their pocket. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. worried about this dumb shit. They, no, they want to make this legal, but not that, you know? Right. Well, remember, like I said, there's there's money in the transitioning, right? Well, okay. We heard on, was it No Agenda? Mm hmm Right? Um, I believe it was Adam that brought up. Uh, he heard through the grapevine. I guess they have people who write, the, write into the show that they trust their information, yada, yada, yada. And that they said that uh, each transition or each gender how how would you put this each each kid person patient patient uh represents roughly seven million dollars a piece to the medical industry now of course john his uh co-host asked for you know verification of those numbers and adam wasn't able at the time to present it so i'm presenting it to you guys that way as well yeah we don't know if it's true or not that sounds like a big ass number but you know what it does get you it gets you neat little cart or neat little um Commercials, I guess this would be a commercial like this. How about a trans buddy? You need a trans buddy, Bob? I already got one. It's you. My name is Sean Riley, and I'm the program coordinator for Trans Buddy at the Program for LGBTQ Health at Vanderbilt University. I got to put her on our list. Trans Buddy provides trained peer advocates for transgender patients who are coming for doctor's appointments or other healthcare related services. Whether you're looking for something that's related to medical transition, such as hormone therapy, or something completely unrelated, like breaking an arm or going to an ENT, we are here, here to help support any transgender patients that come through our doors. The TransBuddy program was organically created through the efforts of transgender people and continues to consistently be led by trans people in Middle Tennessee. The TransBuddy program is a one of a kind in the nation and institutions are looking to Vanderbilt to replicate and expand programs like ours. We're not seeking to find solutions often for people's yeah. problems. We're just seeking to be there and to accompany and to be a friendly face. Whatever, dude. Jesus Christ. I mean, first of all, uh, who's shooting this? Is, is she trying to make boobs out of a jacket that's unzipped? 
I was going to say, you know what? How about zipping it up a little bit or taking it off or unzipping it one or the other? But, hun, that right there, what you got going on there, that ain't working. Put the bird back in the cage. Yeah, exactly. Um, and to be a non-medical face in a in a place where everybody coming in the room is going to be a healthcare provider and and may be unsafe. Sometimes I'm there to be um, sort of uh, always observing kind of how hospital staff are um, interacting with the individuals. And again, you know, how they all have these fucked up haircuts. I know. What is it with these damn people? Yeah, I'm there to make sure that the doctors conform to our wishes and that they don't do anything that might actually change people from wanting to transition. We are watching you. I think that thing around her neck should be hanging from a car mirror, not used as jewelry. It should be on a porch when the wind blows. Exactly. Yeah, it's the wind chime she's got around. Listen, okay, let's stop. You know what? Let's stop being superficial. Let's see what that. Fuck that. It's the only fun we're going to get out of this shit. Yeah, but I, again, I, I, you know, like the, the actual core is not funny. That's true. That is true. It's nothing to fucking joke about because it, I mean, it's, it's getting real. Yes, it is. Trying to see. Oh, and then we have this because we have teachers that are, you know, they, they want safe spaces in schools. This is the other places where they're not in the medical community as a political football and now we also have uh, this little bitty where you get a queer code. I mean, a QR code. Uh, and uh, the, the teachers wear it around their neck. Here we go. Hilliard parent Lisa Chaffee has checked out the website and says the content is nothing kids should access, like sexual techniques and sex acts. The badge has a QR code that once scanned takes you to a website that has extremely inappropriate information. And as a parent, that crosses the line. Teachers K through 12 can wear the badge that says, I'm here, safe person, safe space. The district says the intent of the badge is a message of safety and inclusion for all students. We do obviously want it to be a safe space for everybody, but we want it to be clear as to what the zones are of how conversations are handled and, and that they're not just like this sort of misfiring in different directions. Uh, well-intentioned people just, you know, going overboard in one direction or another and and not having any state standards to follow. Nobody from the district would answer our questions on camera, but the superintendent sent us a statement reading in part, teachers were reminded that the resources linked to the QR code were for adult learning only. Te okay, then why are you why do you have it where kids can access it? If it's for adults only, why in the should have one of those you remember back in the day when you'd go into the gas station and they'd have, you know, the uh, nudie mags, but they'd have a plastic cover that was blacked out up to here, up to the title. Right. Yeah. Right. Why aren't they in one of those? You could see from the eyeballs down. Yeah. yeah. Redacted. Redacted. Yes. But in other words, so what happens is someone sees this QR code and they bring it home and they go, look, mom, this is what they're showing us. And the mother's like, what, what, what? Yeah. You know, so, and now, all of a sudden, now they don't want to be put on camera. Nobody wants their face. This they all scurrying like cockroaches. Oh, oh, look, they're doing a story. Hey, can I get a comment? Bye. This is what I'm talking about. So uh, let's listen. Teachers were reminded that if asked about the I'm here message on the badge, their response should be age appropriate. 
I want to clarify the law as it relates to uh, discussions in the classroom. I think every teacher should be safe to go to to discuss any issue a student might have. They should not have to identify themselves as safe. I agree with that too. That's what they're there for. If you're having a problem, go to a teacher, go to a counselor. If you're having a problem with, I don't know, sexual abuse at home, if you're having a problem with bullying, if you have a problem with just abuse at home, you know what? Go to a teacher. I, I agree with that. Well, I've got a, a video that kind of goes along with what you just said. Now it's a little long. I don't care. I like long, Bob. I, I, I wanted to clip this so it didn't have all the TikToky bullshit in it. Uh, yeah, but, fuck it. Let's have the TikToky. Well, bullshit. as you heard before the show, my Mac decided to do an update. So this this kid man almost got up and did a big ovation after after the speech. Hi, my name is Brad Taylor, and I just finished my freshman year at RHS. Um, I've been a part of District 196 schools now for 10 years, and I'm going to give you a glimpse today of what's actually going on inside these schools. Um, despite the board's attempt to deny it, District 196 schools are quickly becoming a place where promoting activism is actually more important than promoting education. I'll take you, I'll take you back to my first day at RHS this fall. The principal came out and gave us a heartfelt speech about equality and standing together. Um, he began to list countless races, such as Latino, Asian, expressing how much they matter and how important they are. But never once did he mention a race or identity that reflects me or half the kids that were in the class. Now, members of the board, I know you haven't been to school in a while. And I know most of the people, I know none of you or most of you don't have any kids left in the school district. Um, but you must admit how uncomfortable it will be to be characterized just by your skin color on the first day of school and be thought that you were wrong just because of your skin color. So I'll never forget the look one of my friends gave me from across the room as we were sitting there listening to this blatant bias being expressed in the so-called equity statement by the leader of our school. To be clear, I don't need you to tell me that I matter, but hearing the condolences to other races and leaving just one race out, it inevitably you start to feel like you've done something wrong. And in our principal's attempt to unify us, he instead created unwarranted boundaries and barriers between his students, pitting us against each other based on characteristics that we can't control. In another separate instance, I was told that writing all lives matter on the whiteboard was political and could be seen as offensive. When I questioned the teacher after class, she told me that she didn't have an answer and she just had to erase it and it was quickly erased. There are political signs all over RHS specific, about specific races that matter, specific sexual orientations that matter, and specific perspectives that matter. But when I questioned the RHS administration about how these signs were political, they told me that they were supporting human rights. So when I questioned why the equity statement couldn't represent all students, they told me that to even ask that question was outlandish and offensive. And they, when I asked why that was, they told me, quote, whites have a pretty good situation. Okay. So you know what this is, right? Critical race theory? This is critical race theory. This is the definition of critical race theory. Right. If you're white, you're the devil. And if you're if you're uh, a person of color, gay, or a female, if you're a gay, black, female, you're at the top. Now, I'm just going to say this. And I don't agree. I'm saying this because I don't agree with it. But this is what they're doing in reverse. So back in the day, they used to have this guy that was down in Georgia on the Howard Stern show. His name, I can't remember his name right off now, but he was a member of the Ku Klux Klan. And Howard said, how do you define the worst to the, to the, to the best? 
And he said, the worst are the Jews. Then are the blacks. And then it goes down from oh, Jews, gays, blacks, brown, and then the, the skin wow, color. he had an uh, actual order, huh? Oh, yeah, he had an order. Okay. Jesus. This is the exact same thing, except they flipped it over. They flipped it over. This is the, ex the as offensive and as racist as that fucking statement was. They're teaching kids this. Is that name right? Fuck Daniel Carver. Thank you. Daniel Carver was the KK guy. You know, he used to say he used to sell cement uh, Enslers. Uh, you could go buy yourself a cement Enslers. Ninja. The guy that would, um, you know, the guy that, that would hold the lantern at the end of your driveway. Anyhow. This is what they're doing. They're doing as racist and as a, offensive as that was by the KKK. They flipped it. And now they're teaching it like it's the best thing. Oh, my God. Yes, because you, you white devil, you, you capitalist, you colonialist, you slave owner. You know, this kid, he has nothing to do with that. Well, could you imagine? I'm, I don't know about you, but my first day in... High school was ninth grade. With nowadays, it's tenth grade is actual high school. But my first day, I mean, even though I was, you know, moving in with the same class that I was in eighth grade with, I was still a little nervous being around older kids. I didn't want to get, you know, put in a locker or whatever, get fucking, you know, wedgies and all that shit. Could could you imagine if if you had to go to and you hear fucking this shit on day one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, white people, fuck you. You suck. This is what they do. This is what they do in China. This is a struggle session. In other words, they take people like this young man here and they're saying, okay, just because of the color of your skin, they know nothing about this kid. They don't know his background, where he came from. They don't know if he's come from a, a trailer park, you know, uh, poor, doesn't matter because he's white, he's privileged. And because he's privileged, we have to make it equity. We have to look, we have to lower the bar or raise the bar so we can make everybody equal. And by the way, they're making everybody equal. They're taking it and they're making it harder for him. It is as offensive and as wrong to make it harder on white people as it would be to make it harder on black people or people of color. And they can't get that through their thick fucking head. And if you say anything about it, you're a racist, misogynist, all kinds of ists. And, the, and, and, and then you're the bad guy. Right. You're the bad guy because you're mentioning, hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't categorize people by the color of their skin. You know, we did. We were doing so well from the 60s up to like around the 90s, the beginning of the 2000s. And then all of a sudden, some somebody decided. And I think it was uh, uh, who's the one? Uh, Abram Max Kendi is the one uh, author that started. He's another one of these uh grifters that are using race to make a ton of money like al sharpton and now they've flipped this script and the and the the people the college people don't they've been through this and they've they've had this beaten in their head and they're fucking brainwashed they're brainwashed to this basic racism oh but you can't be racism against white people the fuck you can't say it all the time if you think it's not racism, switch the words, switch white for black. And if it sounds racism it, or sounds racist, it is racist. So you should hear what this kid did. Let's hear it. Unquote. So is that not racism? Disregarding my question merely because of the color of my skin. To be honest, after enduring a year of the people in charge telling me that I'm a racist and I'm privileged 
and pointing out our irreversible differences, I've never noticed race more. And it's becoming the first thing I notice when I meet someone, which has never before been the case. RHS administration confidently told me that RHS students and staff are happy with their equity statement. But from the, my experience in talking with other students, this is not the case. I know many kids who disagree with their teachers, but they're too scared to stand up because they're worried that their grades will be docked and their learning experience will be affected. My honors government teacher, I'm not gonna say his name, but he's mentioned that Democrats care more about all people while Republicans only care about themselves. And he's also inferred to us that socialism is better than democracy. He even had a statue, he had a statue of a socialist leader in his classroom. Um, I have been, I've been told by a lot of kids that they just stay silent and adjust their schoolwork to reflect an acceptable opinion to secure a good grade. I've been approached by multiple teachers who have told me in private that they just want to say that they agree with me and they support me standing up, but they can't say it in front of the class for fear of being disciplined by the administration in some way or losing their jobs. There is clearly only one way to think in this district, and that is that they are teaching their kids to shut up if they don't agree. Now, members of the board, I want you to take a good look at yourselves in the mirror tonight and ask, are you really standing up for the equality of all people, or are you just pushing a damaging political ideology um, on, on our students? A fellow coworker at my job, who, by the way, is of color, discreetly told me that the schools seem to be pushing a very leftist agenda in class. This proved that not everyone is happy with your school, and not everyone who isn't happy is white. Now, due to all these instances I've mentioned and many more that I can't fit in this five-minute speech, I've decided to leave this district and continue school on a private Christian school online. So he's quitting that school and going to an online school. And there will be sacrifices, and I will not get to walk in the graduation ceremony or attend milestones at RHS, but I will be able to learn in an environment that is not intent on punishing me daily for my skin color and political views. Now, regardless of how you take my speech, whether you just shrug it off as malarkey or Fox News talking points, I encourage you to think about it because someday I'm going to be a leader. I may be the president, a governor, or just a professional golfer, but I will never stop believing that everybody has value no matter their skin color or personal beliefs. And it's a shame that you're not going to be able to say that I was an alumni of RHS in District 196. Thank you. There we go. All righty then. All right, yes, so I'm aware that this is old footage. I can read on the bottom of it. It said June 2021. Doesn't make any less make it any less true. No, we we have not aired it on this show, and it kind of fit in what we were talking about earlier. Right now, again, the guy has a, a statue that says socialism is better than democracy. Bob, big story last week where uh, a bunch of Venezuelans uh, came into this country illegally. They fled Venezuela, and uh, Governor DeSantis shipped them up to Martha's Vineyard. Uh, where uh, they immediately freaked out because there was a bunch of uh, uh, people of uh, Latin descent in their area. Yeah, and they're they listed have, as a sanctuary city. Yeah, and they did not have lawn care equipment, Bob. This was the problem. So after they started freaking out, people were like, hey, hey, what's the problem here? Matter of fact, NBC had to walk back a tweet that they put out that said, you know what, it's like, Senator or like Governor DeSantis is basically taking his trash and putting it out of somebody else's house. And they had to walk that back. Whoa, you can't call people trash. What are you doing? Right. So then all of a sudden, the people of um, Martha's Vineyard said, well, you know what? We can't 
bad. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to feed these people some Cheerios and we're going to give them some blankets and a couple of T-shirts. We're going to take them down to Dollar General, going to get them some snacks. And by the way, get the goddamn uh, National Guard down here because we got to have these people out of here. They fed him a couple meals, took some photo ops with him, and shipped him the fuck out of there to Cape Cod to some military base. Now, the thing is that these democratic cities, they're all about, uh, you know, bringing people in and, and you know, these people are, are fleeing and they're fleeing from Venezuela. And Bob, the last time I checked, what's Venezuela? What kind of government do they have there? Socialism. Well, my goodness, Bob, don't you think that teacher that thinks that socialism is better than democracy should just get just quit his job and go right down to Venezuela and start being living the socialistic dream? That well, he, should invite, he should invite these migrants in, uh, bring a translator and have them explain it to his class. Yes, yes. How awesome it is. How awesome socialism is that they went and went all the way through Mexico to cross the border illegally into this horrific, Bob, democratic, uh, capitalistic system. <coughs> they risked life limb to get here illegally. That's all right. And now they and and to, to, to live a better life than what was in Venezuela. They, you're right, Bob. You know, some I'm with you. That teacher should bring those Venezuelans into his class and let them talk about the wonders of socialism. Think that'll happen? Probably not. Yeah, I would say probably not. Well, they keep saying that these are asylum seekers, but isn't the rule that you're only allowed to seek asylum in the first country that you come to, which there's quite a few between Venezuela and here? Yeah, well, you know what? Nobody wants to, well. Ah, rules. Well, the interesting thing about uh, migrants is you're only allowed to co coerce people when it comes to vaccines lockdowns and masks other than that you're not allowed to tell them yeah get on this plane it's going to be cool you're you're going to love it there what i love is they get upset for the shit that they're doing themselves so in other words the biden administration were flying people and busing people out of texas to uh new york and all these other places and nothing and then in the middle of the night no one you know this was in the middle of the night no press was there's nothing it goes hush hush everything's on a hush hush and they were doing this and there was no problem but you send 50 50 of them fly them up give them a snack bag and some uh, bottled water and you fly them into uh martha's vineyard my god we got the president is assembling his cabinet they're suing they got some shill of a sheriff down in texas is going to uh bring up uh, DeSantis on charges. I mean, this oh, is... Oh, he fired a, a woman uh, because she was a Trump supporter. Who did that? That sheriff? Yes, he did. He also... There was supposed to be some press conference. The day he did his press conference, there was supposed to be another press conference of the parents of three victims, of uh, three girls that, that were murdered. That oh. were going to come out against him and, and say he's not doing his job. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah, well, basically, oh, he, have, he jumped their conference with his. Yeah, I'll tell you what. We have a Spanish word of the day, DeSantis. We thought Democrats liked us in Martha Vineyard, but they sent us away. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I deleted all my stock Roadcaster Pro sounds. I don't have the drum, the uh, rim shot. There is it is. Is that what you need? I could do Come this on. one. <laughs> okay. There we go. 
Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, every, everything that goes against their narrative is un-American and a threat to democracy. Yeah, but we've been training, and we didn't. We weren't paying attention, Bob. We were we were out working, and we were letting these people that we thought that were teachers, and we we believed in them, and we let them educate our children, and we sent them to college, and they pay, we paid all kinds of money, and this is what we ended up with. I'm sorry, but I mean, it's, yeah. you see this on Twitter every day, and and again, I understand Twitter's not real life. You know, but I mean, we've been sitting here and we've been taking this, you know, like I said, every time I went in to, in the look for stuff for the show, I just kept finding more and more and more. I was like, holy shit. So it's insane. Well, All you right. Get the video of the uh, teacher. Which one was that? The one I put the uh, TikTok. I did not get the video because I thought you would get the video. I, I didn't get the video, video, but I have the well, link. Bring it up. I'll pop it up here in just a second. I got to get sure. this. She looks a little bit on the drunk side there, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, this chick kind of pissed me off. Teachers need to be allowed to teach. I'm a parent, and I'm sorry to all you parents out there, but you do not get to say it in your child's teacher's lesson plans. I spent thousands of dollars on a degree and my educator's license, and I would be gosh darn if parents tried to tell me how to write my lesson plans that I literally went to school to learn how to write. You know, if a parent wants to have that much say in their kids' education, then you know what? You probably need to homeschool them. Teachers need to be... Isn't that kind of like Walmart saying, well, if you don't like it here, go to fucking Target? Well, here's the thing. You know, they're all they're all full of piss and vinegar right now. But if there was it where the money followed the students and the money that, that they would pay to go to this public education went to the students. So now if the student wants to go to a Christian school... That money that the the taxpayer money goes with that student, I don't think she would be so lippy over there, Bob. I think that you know when people started leaving in, in mass and teachers started getting laid off, then maybe she wouldn't be so fucking uppity as I would like to say, uh, uppity. So I said it. I just didn't know that because you get like if I get hired like like if I'm an engineer and I get hired to engineer shit. Um, I don't have to do it the way that the company I work for wants. I get to do it however the fuck I want. It's my own way, right? Now, now listen, if she's teaching math, okay, and then, you know, she's teaching math, that's fine. You know what? You, you make your lesson plans, and then you can do the, your lesson plan the way you want to. But if you're taking the children and indoctrinating them into some kind of um, – to be an activist, basically. Uh, no, no, you don't get to do that. You don't get to do that with children. So I again, this might be out of context. That's what maybe that's what she meant. Maybe she meant like, listen, I'm a science teacher and I don't need you to tell me to come in here and how to teach biology. By that, I would say yes. <laughs> you could smell the cat piss on that woman. <laughs> I love our chat. <laughs> because he's right. Or she's right. I don't know who to... Grackle. Grackle U.S. is exactly right. <laughs> yeah, I always thought that the curriculum was decided by the state, right? Or the local school yes. board. Right, yes. Right. Yes. Uh, but she's, the, so, you know, writing like your lesson plans, there's a guideline there that's set for you. I mean, you're not just allowed, well, today we're going to talk about how to water a plant, how to make spaghetti, and uh, do basic math. Yeah. You, you can't just 
right? I mean, you can't. I got to be honest with you, Bob. I think they they need they need to go back to basics. They need to start teaching kids life skills. You know what I mean? Like they should teach a kid how to how to open up a checking account, how to handle a checking account, how to handle money. You know how to get a job, how to work, how to work a Phillips head screwdriver, how to read a fucking clock that doesn't have numbers. I mean, doesn't it's not digital? How to read a regular clock that has arms on it? Mm -hmm. You know that kind of stuff. How to make change? Here, here's a dollar. Uh, and my bill is 58 cents. Give me change. And based Here, on the last you, time I was at in, in uh, Walmart in the bathroom, how to flush a fucking toilet when you use it. There's nothing worse than going in there and seeing. Oh, uh, dude, brown sharks. I will just piss in my pants. Well, how to wash your clothes. Well, okay, Duchess. Uh, you know, some of that stuff, is, I have to say, the family should be responsible for it, how to teach them how to wash clothes. Although, you know what? How to cook isn't a bad idea. Uh, well, I mean, hot pockets are pretty easy to cook. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, you know, I, I've had I've had this battle with the the ex misses. You know, I say you got to teach these girls how to do the washer. Because I'm not having them break my washer, break a washer. Nobody nobody abused a washing machine more than I did when I was doing clothes, and I, they, it's very hard to break a washer. I don't know, but I, I mean, again, she's afraid of doing. I don't know what she's afraid of, but you know, she does. I said, I said, all right, bring the kids over to my house. I'll teach them and how to we'll do, wash. do mine. Yeah, life skills. Teach them how life skills. There should, we used to have a course called home Epi, home home economics that you would go in and you learn. They would teach you about running a household. Yeah, I took a uh, home ec for like a month because I thought, hey, a bunch of chicks. That didn't go well. So yeah, I I like transferred out of it. Then I yeah. took a class called softball, seventh period softball. It was awesome. Bunch of chicks that could kick my ass. It was, it was cool. You've never been more emasculated in your entire life until you've been struck out by a girl throwing a uh, a softball. Mm, no, I, I could nail the ball pretty good, but these these chicks, man, they got legs like thighs that are just racehorse type. I'm telling Jeez. you, I remember there was this one girl. She was one, one, I think she was like first or second in the state in pitching, and she would throw that softball and I swear to God you had like a millisecond to figure out whether you're gonna hit it. And she would throw a rising ball and you'd swing under it every time. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh but she was yeah she was really good at it. All right. So where do we go from here, Bob? Do we want to go into stealing COVID money? Because I think this is amazing. Sure. Is this mine or yours? Did I do that? Oh, this is yours. Yeah. You mean to bring it up or are you gonna bring it up? I'll bring it up. I'll bring it up. This pissed me off. And the reason I said that, the reason I say that it pissed me off is because everybody's screaming about, uh, you know, where's all this money going and nobody's watching this. All right. Can you read that? Do I have to make it bigger? Feds. Minnesota food scheme stole $250 million. 47 people have been charged. So basically what they've been doing is they were providing, they were saying they were providing meals to low-income children. Meanwhile, they were stuffing their pockets with COVID-19 pandemic money. Yes, it says uh, federal authorities charged 47 people in Minnesota with conspiracy and other counts. And what they said today was the largest fraud scheme yet to take advantage of the COVID-19 pandemic by stealing $250 million from a federal program that provides meals to low-income children. I guess they missed the part where they gave out all that stimulus money and it ended up in Jeff Bezos's fucking pocket. Anyway, 
Yeah, they said earlier this year, the Department of Justice made uh, prosecuting pandemic-related fraud a priority. The department has already taken enforcement actions related to more than $8 billion in suspected pandemic fraud, including binging char- uh, bringing charges against more than 1,000 criminal cases involving losses in excess of $1.1 billion with a B. So basically what they did was they would take and invent these kids, and they said they were giving them, they were feeding them all these meals. Meanwhile, they were, weren't doing, they weren't feeding anybody. And basically, they were charging the government for meals that they never provided or never made. And this was an, and they did it for a long time. So this is, so one guy, so one guy, he had a restaurant and they came in and they said, listen, we'll give you $40,000 to have your restaurant. And meanwhile, they built the government they were giving this store owner, the, the, the restaurant owner, $40,000 a month to use his restaurant, then billing the government for 1.6 million meals through 11 months in 2021. Uh, they listed the name around 2,000 children, nearly half a local school district uh, district's total enrollment, and only 33 names matched actual students. They had a name generator. Like, in other words, this thing, Mary Palm. Boomer Jamingo. Yeah, John Jamingo. So, yeah, uh, Feeding Our Future received nearly $18 million in federal child nutrition program funds as administration fees in 2021 alone. Listen, they, they tested the waters. They did this in, two, in uh, 2018 and received 307000 And then in uh, 2019, they got $3.45 million. They're like, this is pretty cool. In 2020, they got $42.7 million. And then uh, in 2021, they bumped it up. These greedy motherfuckers. They they bumped it up and they charged them one hundred and ninety seven point nine million dollars in 2021. It's all so, fun and games till someone starts smoking crack. Yeah, man. You know what they say? Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered. So they were just a little too greedy. And well, you know, so yeah, well, I'm, I'm know, glad they should do more of this. Just like Biden cool. said, it's it's. It's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. Right. I got a little uh, palate cleanser for you. You know, Biden spoke at the UN today, right? At the UN? At the UN. So after he gets done his speech, watch this guy try to get off the stage. Uh Uh-oh, where the fuck am I? Where's the door? Whoops. What do I do now? Do I go here? No? Where am I allowed to go? Please don't beat me. President, thank you. At the end of such a momentous event, the word thank you seems kind of inadequate. But for all the millions whose lives will be saved, wait a minute, the communities where life will be transformed, thank you. So thank you, President Biden, for your outstanding. I'll stand here. I should get rid of that. Where do I go? What am I going to do? Where's Jill? Where's Jill? Sharon? That's the guy, you know. Again, I don't know if you've been paying attention to what's going on over in Russia. It's getting bad over there. In other words, Putin's got his back up against the wall, and you do not want to do this to a guy that has a fucking nuclear arsenal that could devastate the whole fucking world. All right? He's, you know what he did? He, he mandated in Russia that nobody, no males from the ages of 18 to 35 can get a plane ticket out of Russia. They will not sell them a plane ticket. Look. They're bringing up all these something people. Something needs to happen. Yeah. Because I'm getting tired of hearing all these idle fucking threats. Oh, Putin's going to launch a nuke. Oh, there's uh, 
the uh, 24th of September is going to be the big day. There's a solar flare, solar storm brewing, and it's going to knock out all the satellites. Okay, let's please bring it on. Next something happened. Fuck, I'm bored. You know what, Bob? I'd rather be bored than uh, roasted at a, a couple thousand degrees when a it's nuclear not roast us. It'll we just won't be able to do this for a while. No, no, I'm not talking about that. Oh, with the nuclear thing? Yeah, because one of the cities are going to hit is Philadelphia. And I don't know if you know this, but I can see the center city of Philadelphia from my house. So all I'll be, I'll hear is I'll hear, and I'll go, what was that? And then all of a sudden, I'll be next to the Redstone Arsenal where they test this shit for fun. Yeah. Yeah. So so the adults in the room, somebody needs to get over there and stop this fucking shit from happening. Well, don't we have Star Wars? Remember that shit from the 80s? Listen, listen, they have fucking subs that they can put off the coast of here and they will never even be able to track what's going on by the time those missiles get here. And they also have those fucking, you won't even hear it, John. Uh, You know what? I I don't even want to hear, you know, again, we don't need this. You know, I I know I go back to the same thing is hard times make, uh, I mean, hard men make good times. Good times make soft men. Soft men make hard times. Well, okay, now we're going through the hard times, but it doesn't have to be this way. You know, I, I, I heard somebody say something the other day, and it really, really resonated with me. They said, you know, when something happens in a circus that's not supposed to happen, they send in the clowns. Well, all of a sudden, there's a lot of fucking clowns going on around here. So it means there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes. And this is the stuff that we need to pay attention to. And the thing is that the mainstream media is not telling you any of this shit. They're not saying any of this stuff. You know, you think they're going to show you Joe Biden walking around like, where am I going? I don't know what to do. He's sitting there. He's like, he starts walking. All of a sudden he stops, puts his hands out. He's like, where the fuck am I? What am I doing? You know, he has no idea what's going on. It's ridiculous. It's like I I keep asking people how monkeypox is spread, and I never get a straight answer. Oh, no. You missed the joke in that. Oh. Let it, let Followed it, by, let it simmer. Run right over my head. I can't uh, get it. By the way, I'm in. drinking a root beer now, so the burps are not my oh, fault. That's good. You should do that during a podcast. All right. Where do we want to do now? Do we want to do the $400? The $400? Pallet cleanser. I mean, it's been an hour. Sure. No pallet cleanser. Who doesn't like doggies? I like doggies. Can you tell me what you want? Treat, bitch. Oh, excuse me? No. What do you say? Bitch. No, no. I'm not going to give you a treat if you call me that. What do you say? Please, please, please. Bitch, please. (laughs) Bitch, please. (laughs) Bitch, please. Now, see? That's so funny. Bitch, please give me a treat. I'm I'm wondering, like, my dog's like nine going on ten. I wonder if it's too late. Like, he's he's really intelligent. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's too late for us to get those, you know, buttons and do that. Yeah, well, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Hey, listen. Um I got one for you. Where is it? So the, uh, what is it called? Turning Point USA. They have a guy that goes out and he was, he's giving a speech in a campus in, in uh, Iowa and he's talking about memes. So he's showing a video of a um, Kamala Harris meme. And oh, all, of sudden, all of a sudden, out of, out of nowhere. 
You know we can't see that, right? You know we can't see that, right? I'm so upset. Hold on, let me do this again. Fucking boomer. Fucking boomer. So, and you know something? Now that I can do it again, I can turn the volume down so it doesn't scream. So she's showing it. What was that about? Well, he didn't like the fact that there was a Kamala Harris uh, video talking about the migrants, and it was a meme. And basically what he's saying is that the liberals are the king of the memes, and conservatives got to up, step up their meme game. Now, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not, but it, that's part of it. That's the funny part of it. But what's even funnier is that uh, we have this uh, because in Iowa, they don't fuck around. In Iowa... There he is, all hooked up, on his way to jail, killing a projector. That's him. Yeah, that's, that's him. That's the guy who went up there and he. Yeah, if you, that, if you look, he's got uh, that green. He still has that green bandana on. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, so there he is. Yeah, so he got arrested. Good. That's what needs to happen. You act a fool, you go downtown. It's enough of this bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get two hots and a cot and a dick in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Or, or something like that. Yep. You, um, um, sorry, go ahead. I was going to bring up the influencer who was offered $400. Yeah, do that. I don't have the video. Do you? I don't have. Well, I don't know how to download off of Rumble, but yeah. but I can share the screen. Okay, share, the, share the screen. See, I don't pull your videos anymore because you usually pull them. Yeah, I didn't have time tonight because of Mac updates. Thanks, Mac. Gotcha. Here you go. So hey, an ad, everybody. <laughs> uh, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> when did Rumble start doing ads? Since the beginning. I was just offered $400 to make an anti-Donald Trump propaganda post related to the January 6th investigation. That is completely not true. I should start out this video by saying I'm not a Donald Trump supporter, so that should give a little bit of context to where I'm coming from. I'm an attorney. I post legal news and analysis on related topics. Okay, here we go with the story. So first thing first, I get an email from somebody with the Good Info Foundation. We'll talk about them a little more in a minute. I'm going to refer to this person as Jane. Jane sent me a message letting me know she represented the Good Info Foundation and that she was willing to offer a paid collaboration to discuss some topics related to January 6th. I said, sure, why not? I'll learn some more. Jane says the Good Info Foundation will give me $400 to make a post on my page and then share it to Instagram. So you see that blue link? All right, here, we're going to follow it. These are the specific requirements in order to obtain that $400 of how I should refer to the January 6th capital raid. Number one, I must call this a criminal conspiracy. Number two, I must say Trump Republicans were responsible. Number three, I must frame it as an attack on my country, an attack on America or Americans, a criminal conspiracy, and a committed crime. I must attribute the matter to MAGA Republicans. I must make clear that this was ongoing and unresolved. And most importantly, that I must channel all of this unto the manipulation of voter agencies so that I could turn their 
anger around this event into defiance that would make people more likely to vote in midterms. And the thing that struck me the most was this part where I was told to talk about the aspects of the Trump campaign's plan. And I was supposed to say that the Trump campaign paid literally millions of dollars to make January 6th happen. So I figured, you know, maybe I missed something. So I said, hey, Jane, what is the basis for the claim that the Trump campaign itself paid millions of dollars to make the January 6th siege of the Capitol happen? Jane doesn't answer the question. Hi, Preston. If you don't want to state that in the video, it's fine. You don't have to use all the bullet points provided. So I kept going. Sure, I'm just wondering if there's support for that claim. Jane doesn't answer again. Let me know if you are interested and the rate works for you. Thanks so much. I'm not interested, and the rate doesn't work for me. This is the Good Info Foundation. They boast on their homepage that good information is the lifeblood of a democracy. Yeah, it's a propaganda site. Yeah. And then what happens is you get people like this. When are we going to start banning MAGA Republicans from establishments? If you're wearing the shirt and you're wearing the hat, don't come in my store. Don't come in my restaurant. Kick them out of the fucking bank. Well, don't, don't eat on camera, you fucking bitch. They're repping it like a gang. And anywhere else, gang violence isn't tolerated. So why is it for them? They're just uneducated white people. Isn't this the cake baker and the and the gay couple thing? I mean... No, basically, what she's saying is, <clears throat> now that Biden had that what do they call that dark Brandon's dark Brandon speech? Yeah. Uh, they had his dark Brandon speech saying that it's the MAGA Americans. Now these parrots, MAGA people, MAGA people, get them to, you know, get them out of here. Don't serve them. Make sure we know what's going on with them. Right. You know, so, and then here's this other one. And you know something, what they're doing is they're turning, uh, basically they're turning these people into the Jews back in the day. Where oh. Did you catch the, I don't have the, I don't have the story pulled, but did you catch where some dude got in an argument with an 18 year old kid who was a Republican and he, basically he ran, him, ran him over and killed him, ran him over and killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what he, happened. And then, and then when they gave him like bail, he was like, well, I have a family and a job and stuff. So I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not a flight risk. Like, Oh, you can kiss all that. Goodbye. <laughs> like yeah. you ran somebody, you, you fucking killed somebody. Because you're that a dumbass. Because, yeah, just because they didn't agree with your politics, <clears throat> you ran them over because of dark, you know, dark Brandon. Well, I'm surprised that they didn't mm -hmm. present it like, well, his SUV ran him over. He was just, yeah, it. it was just him. Yeah, well, it was a white guy, so you know, a white guy. If it's a black guy, they don't do that. Oh my that's god, true. That's kind of racist. But that's what happened in uh, Wisconsin. That yeah. black SUV ran through a whole fucking parade of people. Oh, but Christmas the black parade. guy wasn't in charge of it. Mm-hmm. But the white guy, he ran over a, um, a MAGA Republican. So well, and he was 18 years old. Don't you think he, just in the next couple of years, he might he might change his mind and get, get into. I mean, at that age, you're you're not fucking fully developed yet. You're not fully deadlocked into any. I mean, fuck, he could be uh, gay tomorrow or, or, or straight or be a woman. Who knows? Yeah. So, well, basically, uh, I don't think he's going to change his mind, Bob, because now he he did. All right. So this guy here, this guy, he's a, this genius here. He's in Canada. He's got a plan to take care of the unvaccinated because he's sick of the unvaccinated. Now, I can't tell if this this is how crazy this is, Bob. This very well could be a parody. 
but I'm not sure. I'm, so why don't I, we watch it and decide together? I, I oh. can't take the knot on his, in his tie already. It's as big as my fist. What the fuck's yeah. that about? I don't know. But it sounds like he's doing, it looks like he's doing this in a fucking travel trailer. But what do I know? Here we go. We've had a big problem with anti-vaxxers. And I have a solution to the anti-vaxxer question. And some might even say the final solution to the anti-vaxxer question. Here's what we're going to do. Just to start, we're going to take little stickers and we're going to put them on the houses of all the unvaccinated people. Just so people know who they oh, are. Says, and where- I think he said, he said, yeah, I think he meant house. oh, houses. Houses. It's Canadian. Yeah. I think everybody's like houses. We're going to put them houses. on the houses. Yes. Right. Here we go. Take off. Hoser. And if that doesn't work, what we're going to do is take all the unvaccinated people, put them on cattle cars and ship them off to work camps. Nice, big, powerful work camps either in Northern Ontario or in Quebec. And here's how this is going to work. We're going to force them to work, free labor, get them to build us stuff, and segregate them. So it's killing multiple birds with one stone. Not only are we taking these dirty, disgusting, unvaccinated people and removing them from society, but we're also using them to work for us. And we can even loot them and use their assets to fund other parts of society. Now, the way this will work is that they can leave at any time as long as they are vaccinated. And I think it's a brilliant idea. I think it's the one thing that as a society we could do to solve the problem, to solve people just not wanting to get vaccinated. I've tried everything. I've tried talking with them. I've tried being nice to them. I can tell you that doesn't work. The only thing that works with these dirty, unvaccinated people is maximum pressure. You got to keep that pressure on. And if it means labeling them, if it means taking them, stripping them of all their rights, and sending them to work camps, I'm all for it. What do you think? Parody? Or is he is he being serious? It is Canada. I know. Oh, I, can't, I can't tell. I mean, that's exactly what they did to the Jews. You know, uh, that's what the Nazis did to the Jews. But, I mean, Canada is getting more and more socialist every day. Every day. Oh, here. I've got... This really wasn't on the board, but I was able to dig it up real quick during your video. Let me blow it up. Sorry. So Wobbly says, more proof that the vax causes mental retardation. <laughs> so the uh, city, city of Toronto pulls COVID-19 vaccine ads that critics found creepy. Now, there's uh, three or four of them. I haven't played this, and I apologize if there's a commercial first. No, I can go Get your vaccine or you won't be able to go outside. Yeah, there's like three or four more of them. You know, they have little kids sitting at a like a dinner table and he's doing like homework or something. And he's like he raises his hand and there's, you know, nobody to call on him because he's at home. And it's like kids should be in school. Get your kid vaccinated. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? First of all, they don't work. They don't stop COVID. And they don't protect people from spreading COVID. Well, they they don't do what they were initially advertised to do. Um, in fact, there's it's basically been proven that more people had COVID because of them. So, Bob, I wrote a joke just now. I wrote a joke. I'd like to try it out on you. What do you get when you take ivermectin and hydrochloroquine? Hydroxychloroquine. 
Yes. What do you get? Better. Hey, I didn't write that. Hey. I wrote one, but it doesn't make sense. I was hoping there would be a s- story about drought. The goddess of drought, Lorraine. Lorraine. Oh, All right. Never mind. Here all week, that one. Uh, Try the veal. Yes. <laughs> Our non-smoking show is well, never because I'm always smoking. That's true. All right. If we got time, can we get into the Adam Levine story? Do you know what's going on with Adam Levine? Have you heard? Um, he's on The Voice again. I don't know. He's on The Voice again. This time he's gonna take what's that uh, hillbilly on that show? Uh, Blake God, Sheldon. Blake Sheldon. He's this time he's gonna beat him. The guy who's always doing this. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently, Bob. I know this is gonna shock you, but a rock star. And a frontman of a rock and roll band uh, was fooling around on his wife. Is that a shocker to you? No. Yeah, this happened. And, and and the video is on some website. Well, not the video of him, but what happened was. All right, so let me. Uh, I'll let her tell you. I'm just gonna rip the bandaid off because I've retaken this like ten times now. Essentially. I was having an affair with a man who's married to a Victoria's Secret model. At the time, you know, I was young, I was naive, and I mean, quite frankly, I feel exploited. I wasn't in the scene like I am now, um, so I was definitely very easily manipulated. Maroon 5 is practically elevator music at this point, so I'm sure you know who Adam Levine is. Um, But Adam and I were seeing each other for about a year. After I stopped talking to him over, you know, a period of months, this is uh, how he came back into my life. He said, okay, serious question. I'm having another baby. And if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. Um, I mean, my morals were unknowingly compromised. I was completely manipulated. I handled this privately. I never wanted to come forward because obviously I know the implications that come with doing what I do, making money the way I do and being an Instagram model. Um, So being tied to a story like this, it's like, I know the stereotypes. I had sent, um, I had sent some screenshots recklessly to a few friends I thought I trusted. And one of them had attempted to sell to a tabloid. Um, So here I am. So basically, she had a friend dime her out. She trusted somebody. She's like, listen, when you're fucking Adam Levine, you got to tell somebody. It's like, you know, I'm fucking Adam Levine. There's I'm, a- I'm wondering if if their love has taken a toll on him. Maybe. Maybe. So I don't know why this is such a, is such a big, I mean, I understand why it's such a big deal. But it's not shocking. So basically, uh, she was a young girl, and she's very attractive. And uh, I guess when she was young, guess what Adam did? He said, you know something? Me and my wife are getting separated. It's, it's over. You know, so uh, he talked his way into her pants. And now she feels like she's victimized. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, she was getting something out of it, too. And she was probably going to take this to the grave, but she opened her mouth and somebody decided to sell this story to a tabloid. So now she's out trying to get out in front of it. I think she needs to ease up on the Sharpie around the eyes. 
Sorry. No, you think so? Yeah, it's a little too much. All right. Well, you know what? The internet has a way of telling people about themselves. So I have this video here. This is a reaction to uh, what's going on. You know, first of all, I hate cheaters. I, my family was broken up when I was a child over a cheating situation. I think if you're a man, you're a woman, you want to leave a relationship. That's fine. That happens all the time. But cheating is so gross. So he's obviously like a total pig and gross. But this woman who chose to make a viral TikTok video claiming like, by the way, not even apologizing, but putting it out there for the world to see, for a pregnant woman to see when she could have just messaged her privately, she claiming like it's not her fault or something. It's like, we don't feel sorry for you. You knew this man was married, okay? And you participated. You could have easily ignored the messages. You knew he was married. We do not feel sorry for you. This chick is giving women a very bad name. And I think that as women, we need to do better. Men are gross. We know that. They're always going to be dogs. But like as women, we need to do better and not get wrapped up in this bullshit. If a man is married, okay, man is married as a woman, it's got to be a no-go for you. You know, I kind of agree with, with both sides. In other words, Adam was a dog. He probably talked this girl all starry-eyed into, you know, oh, baby, oh, baby, I'll tell you what, baby, I love you. And uh, my wife, we've been, we, we've been hitting some hard times, and I'm about ready to leave, and I would love it if we could see. And he, he talked, and she was like, oh. And then he found out, she found out after about a year, he wasn't leaving his wife, so she broke it off. And the problem was she ran her mouth. So I don't know. I, I, I don't, it's not that I feel sorry for her. And I, I, I think it's, they're equally at fault. Yes. He's married and you know, he's the one that took the vow. So, okay, I'll go 60, 40. What do you think in the chat? 60, 40, 70, 20 Adams, the more at fault, or is it the woman? I, I don't they're know. They're both at fault. No, I get that part of it. You, you don't, you know, You've already got a woman at home. If, if you're going to go outside the marriage, then you need to end the marriage or, or be, you know, legally like separated, whatever, while the, while the divorce goes through that kind of thing, you need emotionally detached as well. You, you can't still coexist and, or co cohabitate, whatever you want to call it. I'm just, yeah, they're, they're, uh, the chat's coming in at 50, 50. They're both saying 50, 50. I want to know how much of her rent was being paid by him. Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good boy. I hope he was paying some of it. I hope he wasn't doing all that and that she wasn't getting anything. That's a sin. But then again, how do you, well, I don't know. I mean, he's a rock star. I'm sure he'd get somebody on the QT to pay her rent or whatever. But, you know, here's a lesson to you, young, hot Instagram influencers. Rock stars are dogs, especially the married ones. Stay the fuck away. All right. Yeah, I was, I was on Instagram for like three minutes back in like 2014 and i was like this is not for me no i got no business i i might as well walk into like victoria's uh so secret or something and be you know looking on the on the racks like i i have no business so okay so if you don't mind i know it's been out everywhere but i would love to just to watch one more time don lemon getting schooled by an english Oh, I thought you were going to bring up the big giant titties. 
Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I don't even have that on the board. There's so much going on here. I didn't have the big titties. I got you. Uh, but Don Lemon tries the virtual signal to his audience and just sit there and talk about reparations. Do you think that the royal family should? Well, let's let Don hang himself. Hold on. Well, this is coming when, you know, there's all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have the, those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism. And they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back. It's like Ukraine's uh, budget. The public are wondering why. Yeah, it is like Ukraine's budget, right? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, he's really, he's digging in, man. You know, uh, you know, the world family's got a lot of money. You think maybe they should pay reparations for slavery? You think that's what should go on? I mean, and she, look at her face. She's like, go ahead, baby, keep digging because I've got a shovel for you. Are we suffering when you are, you know, you have all of this vast wealth? Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? Now, all of a sudden, look at his face. He's like, what? What? What's happening here? What just happened? What, what's going on here? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery. Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say, who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages? Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something too, I think, at the same time. Yeah. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank oh. Hold on a second. She stops talking. He's like, he don't know what to say. He's hold on. What? Listen. Huh? It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll continue to, to discuss in the future. So remember the impact of the supply, <laughs> the supply chain crisis on the. Oh my God! I can watch that a hundred times. He's just sitting there, a blank stare on his fucking dumb, bitter fruit face. Uh, it's an interesting discussion. I didn't think about it that way. Maybe I should shut the fuck up. All right, Bob, you're looking around there. What you got? What you got cooking, Bob? What's cooking on in that kitchen of yours? I'm trying there? to hunt down something that that goes along with that. But uh, okay, what, what what is it? Is it something? Because I might have it. Well, it's a it's Bill Maher. Uh, it's a thing he did. It's a clip he did. A bit he did on his last show and about presentism. Oh. Do you know what that is? No, no, okay. I don't read books, Bob. <laughs> well, let me see if this is it real quick. This is of course, there's an ad first, so I'm, I'm going to mute. Yeah. And finally, new rule, you can get creative with a novel, a TV show, or a movie, but history books, that's not supposed to be fan fiction. How we teach our kids history has become a big controversy these days, with liberals accusing conservatives of wanting to whitewash the past, and sometimes that's true. Sometimes they do. But plenty of liberals also want to abuse history to control the present. And last month, a scholar named James Sweet caught hell for calling them out for doing just that. 
he criticized the phenomenon known as presentism, which means judging everyone in the past by the standards of the present. It's the belief that people who lived 100 or 500 or 1,000 years ago really should have known better. <laughs> Which is so stupid. It's like getting mad at yourself for not knowing what you know now when you were 10. <laughs> stupid me, spending all that time raising sea monkeys and <clears throat> playing with slot cards and jerking off to a playboy in the barn. Who doesn't have moments from your past that make you cringe? Who hasn't said, I can't believe I said that? I can't believe I wore that. I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I did that. You ate dirt. You wanted to be a Ghostbuster. You shoplifted gum. You tried to be a white breakdancer. You... Been there. You wanted to marry Scott Bayo. <laughs> nope. I read and read. <laughs> I smoked. I was into numerology. <laughs> yes, because we hadn't then grown into the persons we would become. And humanity writ large is just the collective version of that. Did Columbus commit atrocities? Of course. But people back then were generally atrocious. True. Yeah. Everybody oh. who could afford one had a slave, including people of color. The way people talk about slavery these days, you'd think it was a uniquely American thing that we invented in 1619. But slavery throughout history has been the rule, not the exception. The Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Greeks, Romans, the Arabs, British, the early Americans, all the way up through R. Kelly. The Holy Bible is practically an owner's manual for slaveholders. Oh, slave comes from Slav because so many Slavic people were enslaved and they're as white as the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> That's Who pretty white. Who gathered the slaves from the interior of Africa to sell to slave traders? Africans who also kept their own slaves. We're a species prone to making others of our species our bitch. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Humans are not good people. And the capacity for cruelty is a human thing, not a white thing. That's the truth, even though it doesn't jibe with the current narrative. But in today's world, when truth conflicts with narrative, it's the truth that has to apologize. Being woke is like a magic moral time machine where you judge everybody against what you imagine you would have done in 1066 and you always win. <laughs> Presentism. Yeah, this professor is right. It's just a way to congratulate yourself about being better than George Washington because you have a gay friend and he didn't. But if he was alive today, he would too. And if you weren't alive, if you were alive then, you wouldn't. Portland Public Schools has a plan now to teach kids that the idea of gender being mainly binary was brought here by white colonizers. What? Curriculum guide says, when the United States was colonized by white settlers, their views around gender were forced upon the people already living here. <gasps> Not even Star Trek would try that story. <laughs> <laughs> 
where they discover a planet and give them separate bathrooms. <laughs> it's like they finally discovered a unified theory of wokeness, incorporating all their ideas about race, gay, gender, and colonizers, like the New World was a great big diverse dance club and the pilgrims were the bridge and tunnel crowd who came in and ruined everything. <laughs> There's a play called I, Joan, currently being presented in London, written by Charlie Josephine, who identifies as non-binary and uses they, them pronouns. And it portrays Joan of Arc as, surprise, non-binary with they, them pronouns. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, makes even less sense because Joan, being French, spoke a language where every noun is masculine or feminine. <laughs> Joan says in the play, I'm not a girl. I don't fit that word, as if she's a character on Euphoria. Now, it's true, Joan of Arc did wear pants, but that's what the soldiers wore, and she was soldiering. But in the retelling, Joan would rather die than stop wearing men's clothing. Okay, Joan of Arc wasn't executed by the fashion police. Her trial went on for over two months. We have the transcript. And not once did she complain about being misgendered. She had bigger fish to fry, like herself. Too soon, it was 1431. <laughs> so you get the point, though. Yeah, so here's the thing. A lot of people that are watching that video have no fucking idea what he's talking about. Does it? They don't know that Joan of Arc was burned at the stake. They don't know none of that shit. So it's just right over their head. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And, and, you know, like I said, I started fighting this woke bullshit back in, I guess it was like 2018. And I used to say the woke scolds, like the woke scolds are coming to, for you, that woke scolds are going to tell you how to live and what to say and what you can and can't say. And I was told that I have to sit down and listen because I'm a white male and I need to listen. Well, OK, I sat down and I listened. You know what I found out, Bob? It's all bullshit. You all owe them money, John. Bullshit. Reparations, my friend. You need to pay. Yes. Yes. For the sins of your ancestors. Well, and that's, getting, and that's why when you brought that up with Don Lamont, I kind of thought of that, that particular clip. I thought it, I, I don't always agree with that man, but sometimes he's on point. I tell you what, he is one of the, he is one of the most clever writers that I know. He is, he is, he is amazing. I, 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 you know, listen, I don't agree with his politics, but he's an amazing writer. All right. So I got this little, little tidbit right here. I'd like to throw in. So this is Rashida Tlaib. She is a Democratic congresswoman one from the, the great state of Michigan. Um, yeah, one of the squad. She's one of the squad. And she's having a hearing with the banks. And she's saying, listen, you banks, you better not. Like, listen, we're going to zero uh, carbon emissions by 2050. And you need to stop funding uh, oil and gas. All right. So are you going to do this? Are you going to listen? I'm a congresswoman. You have all committed, as you all know, uh, to transition the emissions from lending and investment activities to align with pathways to net zero in 2050. You know uh, what the International Energy Energy um, Agency has said is required to meet our global 2050 net zero targets of limiting global temperature rise to 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.5 degrees Celsius. So no new fossil whoa, 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 whoa. What was that word? Was that Celsius? Yes. So no new fossil fuel. Five degrees Celsius. So Celsius. What is Celsius, Bob? I don't think. I know Fahrenheit. I haven't. Fahrenheit 
or 1.5 degrees Celsius. So no new fossil fuel production starting today. That's So that's like zero. So I would like to ask all of you and go down the list, because again, you all have agreed to doing this. Please answer with a simple yes or no. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine, sir. You know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably re take out their account and close their account. The fact that you're not even there to help relieve many of the folks that are in debt, extreme debt because of student loan debt, and you're out there criticizing it. You know what? Listen, you worthless twat. No one told them to take those fucking loans. No one did. They did on their own. And here's another thing. You know what I would have said if I was him? You know what? Our bank's open from nine to five. They can come in and take their money out any fucking time they want. We're not, we are not not funding. We are going to continue to fund fossil fuel exploration. We're going to continue to fuel fossil fuel because we need it because you lunatics think that uh, the wind and the sun is going to be able to power everything. Meanwhile, in California, it got hot one day and they had to stop fucking charging their electric cars. Now, I don't know about anybody else, but that sounds like fucking lunacy. Well, you know what else? I bet that there are, you know, members of that bank that have credit cards through that bank that have used uh, those credit cards to buy firearms. Yep. That's a no. Oh, you know what? Maybe they should pull all their money out of that bank. You know, and, and and good luck finding a bank. Maybe maybe we should open up our own bank. Call it the Bank of Woke. Well, here's the funny thing. Dan Bongino has a thing. It's called um, the Parallel Economy, ParallelEconomy.com. Right. And what happens is you can go over there, and they have financial institutions over there that, uh, you know what, you can buy your gun over there, and they will not put a code on there uh, saying that you bought firearms or ammunition. They will not. See, what the government's doing right now is the government's using corporations to skirt the Constitution, you filthy motherfuckers. In other words, the 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 uh, government can't do that because of the Constitution. All right. But do you know what they'll do? They'll say, OK, I can't do this, but you do it. Uh, you do this for us, because if you don't, you see what she did. She threatened that guy. Yeah. All right. You're not going to do this. All right. Well, I'm going to tell everybody to take their money out of your bank. Go ahead. OK. Fuck you. Go ahead. Do it. How many of those who fit into that group she's talking about have major amounts in there? Yeah, so it's, it's probably yeah, not, you know, collectively, it's probably not a lar a large amount of of uh, funds. So screw it. I got to ask my Michigan people that are listening in this chat. Is there any way that she's in your district that you can get together and vote that nitwit out of office? Or is she like Detroit? You're City, born which... Detroit. So. God damn it. You're born Heights. That's a shame. Yeah, she's going to get voted in forever. I mean, that's the that's the our representation. That right there. They have an agenda, and it doesn't mean it doesn't do anything for us. I don't know who they're trying to take care of, but they're not trying to take care of us. So apparently, Justin Trudeau, uh, he went and sang Queen's Bohemian Rhapsody in a London hotel lobby two days before Queen Elizabeth's funeral. Now, here it is. Here's the performance. Thank you. 
Okay. Fantastic. Well, you know what? He's catching shit for that. That was this was two days before the funeral. Now I'm not going to take up for this guy for his politics, but for that particular act, he was getting shit all over for it, and I don't really understand why. Is is he supposed to go there for the queen's uh, funeral and just weep the entire time? Or now you know what it is. If you again, people on both sides are cunts. In other words, uh. You, the guy's over there. He's at a piano bar. You know, he's in a t-shirt. He's, he's hanging out. He's singing. But I don't have a problem with any of that. Well, what I have a problem with is him being a tyrannical leader of the of Canada, yeah, and but probably the illegitimate son of uh, Fidel Castro. Ooh, did I say that allegedly? Well, his real dad, I guess, used to you know be the prime minister. So. Yeah, Prime Minister. Yeah, he was Prime Minister of Canada. Mm -hmm. And if you take a look at his father and you take a look at Fidel Castro and you put pictures of the oh, three of them together, you can mm -hmm. see it's not it's not even close. It was a butt baby. Yeah, his mother so, was a I just I don't see why why is that a big deal? Like is he is he only allowed to go over there to weep? Like if I got an expense paid trip to England for a funeral, I'm gonna probably do some things that aren't related to the funeral while I'm over there and maximize the trip. Right. Yeah. I hear you. So, yeah. I mean, again, I just, like I said, I just think people are just giving a little too, I mean, yeah, cut the guy some, some slack. Well, who the fuck are they to say what he's allowed to do and, you know, not allowed to do. I mean, why don't, okay. Why don't we, you know, bitch at him for, I don't know, adding to climate change with jumping on a private jet and going over there for some bullshit. Yeah. They told everybody, they told all those uh, leaders, listen, you can't, you got to fly commercial. You can't just come over here in your private jet because that's climate change. They're like, what? We're the privileged people. We're allowed to use our private jets. Biden said, fuck you. If I can't come, if I can't use Air Force One and bring the beast, I'm not coming. They're like, okay, well, then you can come. Right. So got to stand up for something. I'll tell you what, one well-placed missile during that fucking thing, it would have knocked out a lot of fucking leaders. Designated survivor scenario. Yep. Yes, it is. Yeah. Here you go. Shunt 4000 says that fucker needs to get off his ass and do something, but he's corrupt to the core. Well, they all are. Yeah, I agree with that. Both sides, all of them. It doesn't matter. Are there are next to the name D next to the name, different country. Like I always say, you can't. It's a big club and you ain't fucking in it. Yeah. You can't get somebody that caused the problem to fix the problem. That's huh. the problem. Yeah, they're in there. They're they're bitching about people. Like again, they're bitching. The, not that they shouldn't go in there and find these people that are bilking the government out of money, uh, you know, basically, you know, for food, you know, meals that they're not providing. But are they any different from the Congress people that are going in there getting insider trading tips? That if you and I, Bob, did the same thing, we would be put in jail for. It. They put Martha Stewart in jail for even thinking about doing it. Somebody said to her. Hey, you know what? This stock's going to tank. And she immediately went over and, and dumped it. Why wouldn't you? It's your fucking money. Why do you want to lose a bunch of money? And uh, they found out about it. And she ended up going to a jail for I don't know how long. Well, that's another thought that I had when we talked about this story earlier with uh, Elizabeth Warren and that uh, Marky guy wanting to, you know, declassify testosterone for gender of affirming medical care i'm thinking they're invest in a testosterone company that's, that's the 
why why else do these assholes do do anything unless it's to enrich themselves exactly yeah that's what it's a big giant club i mean they go in there they get $176,000 a year salary when they come out in eight or something years, they're worth millions. I don't know. How, I mean, they, they, I'll tell you what, nobody can stretch a fucking dollar like these motherfuckers can. Yeah. Well, I mean, a AOC went in as a broke ass bartender and, uh, Oh yeah. Now she's oh, worth like, like 5 million after four years. Really already? What the hell? That's what I heard. Right. I don't I don't know know. So I don't know what this means. I don't care if you're jerking off to the queen and then jizzed on her picture and then sent it to her kids who are fully grown adults hashtag freedom like okay. yeah go over there and do whatever the fuck you want yeah all right i mean that's a little bit that's a little over the top that's, that that's, a, that's a little over the top poor queen my god she hasn't taken a load to the face in probably decades <laughs> probably <laughs> what if the uh coroner had one last go oh <laughs> here you go me queen <laughs> here comes the royal load <laughs> all right do we want to talk about hunter biden and i think we need do to we? wrap up do we it's up to you it's, it's your story well yeah i've got a, a video that i'm not going to play all of all right. did you at least clip it are we going to scrub around Right now, a big breaking development tonight surrounding Mr. Zero Experience Hunter Biden, the Biden family syndicate. And because now Congressman James Comer, he says he has evidence of Hunter's efforts to sell American natural gas to China. And now Congressman Comer has obtained a PowerPoint presentation from 2017, apparently detailing these business arrangements. And a whistleblower, we are told, has now come forward and says Joe Biden was, in fact, himself involved here to explain more ranking member of the house oversight committee kentucky congressman james comer congressman welcome to the program uh, i want to remind people that hunter and his laptop that everyone lied to us through three weeks before the 2020 election and said was russian misinformation but turned out to be true implicates joe repeatedly the big guy, Tony Bobolinsky, confirmed that. Uh, oh, I'm paying half of dad's bills. Oh, I've got to pay for dad's repairs. Uh, oh, he takes half my income. So he implicates his father many times. Now we have evidence that he did, in fact, meet with many of Hunter's foreign business dealing partners. Uh, and now you got this. Tell us what you have. Well, what we have is uh, proof, emails, uh, as well as a whistleblower that confirms the validity of bank transactions that we also have that showed that Hunter Biden, through his company, Hudson West, was negotiating a deal with the Chinese energy company, CEFC, to purchase American natural gas. They had a map in their PowerPoint that was written in Chinese that highlighted all the natural gas providers across the United States. And what uh, Hunter Biden was trying to do was negotiate the sale of uh, liquefied natural gas to China, but also CEFC's main objective was to be able to start purchasing interest in the drillers so they could get the foot in the door and be able to have more control over American natural gas prices. And this comes at a time when natural gas prices are at a 14-year high and Joe Biden continues to deny any knowledge of Hunter's involvement. We also have confirmation that Hunter Biden uh, told CEFC that his father was going to be a major uh, investor 
in the company and that, uh, in fact, he wanted to have keys to uh, an office headquarters that was going to be negotiating the deal. So the business was going to involve not just Joe Biden, but Jill Biden. And this is the first proof we have that Joe Biden was involved in energy shady business dealings between the United well, States and China. Is it really because Joe's on tape bragging about leveraging a billion taxpayer dollars to fire a prosecutor in Ukraine that we now know was investigating his son. And that's the problem with Sean Hannity. He wants to keep regurgitating the same talking points of, of this that everybody has regurgitated a million fucking times over the last five years. Um, but nobody, yeah, but it's true. I mean, it is true. Wrong. It's not and, like it's made up. Now, let me ask you this, Bob. If this was all false, like if this was made up, if this was just some kind of hit job that they were writing about, wouldn't they be able to be, wouldn't the Bidens, the Bidens themselves be able to sue Fox News for libel right. and slander? Right. Yeah. Right. It's amazing that they're not. Why is it that the, you, you would think that they would want to clear their good name by taking and and saying that this isn't true and 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 proving that they are that they didn't do this. Why not? And then here's my other question: Why isn't the Department of Justice looking into this bullshit? If this is all there, oh, well, that's right, I forgot. Joe Biden is in charge of the of uh, yeah. Well, that that guy in the video that was talking, um, he's a I forget congressman or fucking senator, or whatever from uh, Kentucky, and he's part of the he, here. This is uh, what he was a part of. A uh, House Oversight Committee rejects GOP effort to probe Hunter Biden. So the... Well, they're not uh, a stripper, Bob. I'm sorry, what? The House Oversight Committee on Tuesday rejected a GOP effort to seek documents related to the Biden family's international business deals as Republicans attempt to lay the groundwork to investigate Hunter Biden under a GOP-led House. Republicans on the committee forced a vote on a so-called resolution of inquiry, which called on the administration to hand over a wide swath of documents related to the Biden family's business deals overseas. Well, Democrats, however, voted down the resolution following two hours of debate over the issue. The final tally was 23 Democrats voted to report the resolution unfavorably out of the committee, uh, while 19 voted against reporting it unfavorably. So, you know what? It's 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 just another case playing politics and bullshit and and uh, nothing ever gets done. Yeah, they should be able to do this. In other words, if there's an accusation, then the Department of Justice needs to go after this. It's exactly. almost, they almost need like a internal affairs that are that should be able to go. Oh my god! If they had a, could you imagine if the U.S. government had an internal affairs that could go after corruption? My god, there'd be fucking people flying out of Washington. Yes, it'd be ridiculous. That's the problem that, that, you know, that I got to say that, that this whole system is rotten to the core and I don't know. I don't know if it can be fixed. I don't know if it can be fixed, which is a fucking shame. I was talking to somebody the other day about what was the best times and was it the eighties or was it the nineties? And I said, you know what? I have to say that to be honest with you, I think I left, I, I think I lived through the best times and to me, the best times were the nineties you know, it's when you started to get your cell phones, the internet started to become a thing. You know, we had money, we were coming out of the, the, the recession, the recession of the eighties. And it was just a, a golden era of this country. And then in 2001, we had the, the attack on the, the world trade center in the Pentagon. 
And after that, you know, we went through that whole giant, you know, the war in Iraq. You know, we're sitting there talking about how we're, you know, Russia invaded uh, the Ukraine. We invaded Iraq for no fucking reason. None. We said that there was... uh, There was reason. Well, they said that they had uh, chemical and nuclear weapons. And uh, no, you know, but no, I'm talking about real reasons like uh, uh, oil and poppy fields. Okay, yeah, no, there's no reason to involve it, it, to invade a sovereign state. Same thing with Syria. So, I mean, our, there's listen, we got dirt on our hands too here. So, you know, we can't say anything about Ukraine, but the fact that the fact is that that needs to stop, and that needs to stop now. We need to get in. They need to get in there and start negotiating because this everything, is going to get serious fast. Everything after World War II is fucking bullshit, made up, mind fuck, period. Might be. It Might is. actually be. It is. Uh, here we go. We didn't need the oil, and we have synthetic heroin that's stronger than anything they can grow. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Well, that's true, too. That's yeah, true, yeah. too. All right. Well, I mean, if you go back to the Constitution, that's why we have the Second Amendment. In case people started, if the government started to step out of line, we were supposed to be able to snap them back into it. But Joe you know Biden told you like two weeks ago, I, I believe it was on the show. We played the clip. He just said, "You got a, a, a AR-15s. We got uh, F-15s. F-15s." Yeah, uh, he's not he's not wrong. But then again, uh-huh. you know, uh, Afghanistan took you long, Joe. Took this country long, twenty years. Well, as bad as they cry about J six. Yeah, I know. It was horrible. The whole country was on fire. January 6th. Listen, January 6th was no joke. I mean, I know we want, I know uh, Republicans want to make it sound like it was just like a little tiny skirmish. It wasn't. It was no joke. They were trying to get into the Capitol. Uh, Some of them nitwits thought they were going to go in there and, and handcuff all these congressmen and stop this vote. And they didn't, they didn't. Uh, And and listen, they're going to do jail time for this as they should. Okay. Well, we covered that last show last week, last Wednesday night, uh, when we discussed the uh, the uh, Epoch Times uh, documentary. There, there were fucking assholes on both sides. No, I get it. I get it. And listen, you know, the Capitol Police, there's a lot of mistakes being made. Like, they knew there was going to be this big jump. Honest to God, I think they wanted this. I, I think they wanted this to happen because they lured, they lured those people into... Uh, doing this and now they look what they look at all the hay they're making with it so i think that you know they they got the the attorney general of fucking new york going after trump with a 250 or i forget 250 million dollar like a civil suit or something stupid as fuck well yeah because they're they're showing people listen this is what they do yeah they they single one out of the herd and they fucking screw them to the wall and this well, is what they know that he's the biggest threat to them in the at the polls. And I, I'm not trying to slap him on the back at all. I don't really care for the man, to be honest with you. But yeah. I, I also am not blind, and I can see that he's he's got a target on his back and fucking from every direction. And it's just it's so obvious that they're everybody's just playing doing this to play politics. And it's fucked up. I'm kind of tired of it, to be honest with you. Here's the thing. I love this is what I love. I love that Trump basically exposed everything that was going on in Washington. All right. Do I think that he deserves what he's getting right now? No, I don't. 
But, you know, I go back to the 80s and everything when he was building casinos in Atlantic City and how he fucking ruined businesses because he wasn't, you know, he would take out credit, credit, credit until until they had him, until he had him on the fucking ropes. And then he said, listen, you take 10 cents on a dollar and they had to take and he ruined businesses and he ruined families. And, you know, so, you know what, he's getting a little bit of a, he's getting some comeuppance, to be quite honest with you, for some of the shit he did. He's he's I mean, er, you know, everybody loved him and everything, but he was a motherfucker as a businessman. Yeah, and cool. uh, and he wasn't really, you know, he, he didn't play fair. And uh, so I do feel that he's getting some of his comeuppance. Uh, I hate to see that, you know, in other words, you know, that I'm a big Ron DeSantis fan. I don't want to see DeSantis do what he did. Like he made a comment the other day about um, about um, Gavin Newsom's, this is the hair gel, this is hair gel sinking into his brain. You know what? He don't need to do that. He's got the facts on his side. He doesn't need to take personal shots at the, you know, at people don't do what Trump did. Don't, don't become a, you know, Trump do what you're doing. You're doing a great job, but don't do what you don't, don't start. Well, I'd love to see, you know, Newsom, Newsom come out right out of the gate. Oh, uh, what he's doing is illegal with these migrants. And it's like, you don't even know the facts of the case. Sit back and shut the fuck up. Yeah, Worry well, about your own goddamn state. You fucking fucking. I almost said the uh, F slur. <laughs> I got to watch it. Yeah. So, yeah. And again, I understand what he did and I understand why he did it. Is he clean in this 100%? I'm not 100% sure. This is, this is all, all they wanted was, uh, they wanted some FaceTime. They wanted, they can run this story where a, a sheriff in Texas is going to investigate this. That investigation is going nowhere. And now that they're going to take in uh, these, uh, these people that were, were moved, sent to, Martha's Vineyard. Now they're suing the the. Uh, now they're suing DeSantis. That's going nowhere either. I'm sure he's got paperwork signed where they all said, "Yeah, yeah, we want to go. Oh, yeah, we want to go." So we'll see. This will. This is all just one big giant circle jerk. And you know what, Bob? You and I, we're the pivot men. So is the rest of the country. Slurping it up, buddy. All right. I'd like to end on something. I'd like to end on a funny note. Uh, I'd be a first. I know this one, this, I love this. I love it when people just are so stupid and they say something and they're doing it themselves. And it just, just makes my heart happy. This Sonny Hostin from the view. And I'm saying nobody really watches that view. They only watch it to hate, watch it. And hey, we appreciate the raid, by the way, who, who rated us preacher. I'm guessing preacher. Okay. We, we don't know. Cause we're on Streamyard and we don't have anything to tell us, but Okay. Well, thank you, whoever read this. All right, so uh, here's Sonny, and she's talking about Nikki Haley and how Nikki Haley won't use a real name. God, I love this part. I think we've got some if they're willing to challenge Trump. I'd love to see Nikki Haley. I'd love to see Liz Cheney. I'd love to see and Nikki Chris Haley, Inu. the chameleon, and then Liz Cheney. Flip flop. I disagree. I think. I think. I think that Nikki Haley was incredibly effective governor what is her of real South name Carolina. Again? Wait, Alyssa, I have a question because for you. Aside from Ron DeSantis, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people don't go by their actual real what name. What is her name? I believe it's, uh, I don't want to mispronounce it. It's, it's Indian, but she, she's but her background's she Indian. She doesn't necessarily, you know, I think if she leaned into. A ton of people don't go by their but, uh, color. Uh, uh, wait, a different. serious question. A what just happened? How did I lose that? What just happened? They cut it off. I, that was the nice whole one thing. Boomer. That whole thing was there earlier. I don't know how that got cut off. Oh, well, look, we let it on a happy note. John made a mistake. We. Time to jam, buddy. 
you with your fat, lazy tongues. So go fuck yourselves. All right, we didn't do three hours. We did two. I'm about ready to pass out. I don't know if you can see, but yeah. I'm all, all glazy over here. Welcome right. to Walmart, inward. All right, are we doing Mondays anymore? I want to get rid of Mondays. I just want to do Wednesdays. Wednesdays. I can do Monday. It's up to you. I don't want to do Mondays. I enjoy not having Monday. I like doing one show a week now. You can have somebody else on Monday. I don't know. It's up to you. You know what? They fucked around and they found out, didn't they? Yes, they did. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let you know what's going on. Well, all right. 